wherever you are, I believe that the heart and the heart will go on. Good. <laughs> Let's not make that a thing. Hold on, let me check me Gloria Gainers. Check, check. Let's not make that a thing. Let's not have a sing song every time I come. I'll do. We don't know what this is, do we? So we can do what we like. It's ever evolving, ever changing. Welcome. Good morning to you all, or whatever time of day it is you're listening to this. But for me, it's a morning. It's early morning. Well, nine o'clock in the morning, and it's the 25th of February, literary. 2022. I'm having a slurp of my morning Java. Have a little look there with my little mushroom cup. It does look like some of the mushrooms on there look like trippy mushrooms. So it does look like I'm having a powerful mushroom potion to start my day. Hold on, bear with me. All right, all right. Look at my lights. It looks good. Looks quite good, doesn't it? I think. Maybe. Anyway, for those listening, uh, wherever you are, hello. For those of you that are watching on Patreon, a little wave for you. And a secret, a little secret, a little secret kiss blown. Right, what have I been up to? When did I do my last one? Let me just have a quick look. Because I don't even have no rhyme, no reason, as with everything in life. I just, uh, I'm not a, if you've got ADHD, you'll know that making plans hurts your brain, genuinely hurts. Like if someone says, what are you doing next week? Let's do something. I'm like, no, no, let's either do it now or never. <laughs> I hate booking stuff, mate. It, 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 uh, it drives me wild. But let's have a little look at me uh, post and see how, what the... How regularly I'm doing... <laughs> All right, so six days ago. So that's it then. So we're doing all right. Sometimes we'll do more than one a week of these. 19, 20, 22, 14, 15, 16, 17, Five days. There's like five days between each ones, but... There we go. What have you been up to? Right, let me just... The elephant in the room, let me just say this, and then I'll leave it. Um, Russia has invaded the, uh, the, it's not the, is it? You don't say the England. Russia has invaded Ukraine and it's awful. It is awful. It's broke my heart seeing some of the stuff, man, seeing the kids being separated from their parents and it's heartbreaking. But I can't. I'm not good. This isn't a place for politics, man. Uh, I don't know if that isn't even politics, is it? War, but it's important, I guess. But this isn't the place for that sort of stuff. If you want that sort of stuff, you can check out reputable, reputable news sources. This is the place we come to to discuss whether a human could actually beat a rhinoceros in a fight. And I know that is very trivial, and I know. You know, whatever. But this is just a place to have um, escapism, a little bit of light-hearted entertainment. 
sometimes it might get heavy when we're talking about <laughs> mental health and actual things like that. But I can't wade in with these bigger topics because A, we don't have enough time and it's not the right platform. And B, I don't know enough is the honest answer as well. I try and not, yeah, I, I, I purposefully ignore or the newspapers and the news in general and have done after making a conscious decision about 10, 15 years ago, something like that. It was a long time ago. Before that, I would read the red tops and I would read, uh, you know, because we'd be at work in the trucks and someone would get a newspaper and I'd just read the newspaper every day. We'd just read these fucking hate spewing, like hate speech and just trying to make you scared or make you want stuff you, you can't have. And just really, I found it was really unhealthy and I get caught up in it all. So I decided, made a conscious decision not to get involved with the news and I don't. But obviously when something massive happens like this or like Corona or just big global events or whatever, then I do have a look into it and research it. It depresses the fuck out of me and then I get on with my life and that's it, man. I've, uh, but I've, so I've, I've watched a few clips of what's going on and I've tried to keep up with it just so that I'm not completely ignorant, but it's made me... Like yesterday, I was fucking like, whoa, that's well heavy, man. It really is heavy. So for what it's worth, I'm just sending love out there. You know, and I don't know who listens to this podcast or whether you've got people involved or whether you've just been affected like I was yesterday, just been in a... Like worrying for people and stuff. I just... Putting love out there. That's all I can do. Right. What have I been up to? I hear you. I hear, I hear none of you cry. Out of all eight of you that are listening, none of you has asked me what I've been up to. And that is heartbreaking, guys. We need to sort that out. We need to be asking me what I've been up to. What did you What did you get up to? This is my favourite at work when lads used to work for me is, I don't like, what did you get up to last night, mate? What did you have for tea? <laughs> it was always, what did you have for tea? Because once you know someone, you spend every single day with them. So you've known, you know, all main stories, you know, it's that and it becomes like the mundanity, doesn't it? The same has been in a long-term relationship, I've found. How much, how much, for you guys out there in long-term relationships, how much do you talk about what you're having for tea? <laughs> Texting when you're at work and, oh, what's for tea tonight? Oh, shall I take that chicken out at freezer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, do you want to get a takeaway? We'll treat ourselves. <laughs> nah, mate. Beautiful stuff. What have I been up to? Good question. Uh, um, well, I was in a poker tournament, if you're interested in, in learning about that. I went out. On when what day would that have been? And I think it was last Saturday for a couple of beers with a friend I'd not seen for a while, my mate Tom. Oh, in fact, the last time we did this podcast, I was telling you that I was off out for day beers to meet my mate Tom for a couple. Here we are, and here we are talking about that. That's good. So I did go out to meet my mate Tom, lovely lad. He's an ex, he's a drama guy, likes his drama, does our Tom. And we have mandates together. 
So we go to the theatre together. We go for meals together. We go out for beers together. Stuff like that. We got mandates. Um, I went to see him when he finished his degree in drama. I went to see his play that he did himself. It, everyone had to do write, write and direct their own play. And I went to see his, which was really good, actually. It was about um, men not getting access to their kids or not getting a fair run of it in courts. And it was just him going through it all. And he had like the ghost of Morrissey talking to him because he's a massive Morrissey fan. He's <laughs> pretty cool, man. Now he's a, he works, he's a teacher. He works at a school. So good old Thomas. Maybe I'll get him on podcast one day. I did say to him, maybe I'll get you on podcast, mate. You can talk to us about drama. He's a, he knows everything there is to know about Morrissey and the, and the Smiths. He's, he's been to see Morrissey about a hundred times. It's too many. I remember once being with him in a supermarket and we were getting some stuff to go camping or to go to a party or something. And he, there was this guy with a Morrissey t-shirt on and Tom and this guy just sort of like locked eyes, zoned in on each other. And for the next 20 minutes, just had like a Morrissey off. And me and this other guy's wife are just looking at each other like, oh, what is this? And they're like, yeah, but I've seen him 18,000 times. Yeah, but... um. I've got a tattoo of Morrissey on my dick. Yeah, but um, my kid's called Morrissey. Um, yeah, like fucking really going for it. Having a Morrissey off. And fair dues on that. So anyway, I went out to meet Tom. We went to have a couple of real ales and a little bite to eat because we thought, right, if we have some food, we're not going to drink too much. Nice and sensible. We all know how that ends, don't we? Don't we just? So it ends with... It just ends with cocktails and shots and all that, doesn't it? And then during the night, Tom said, oh, I'm playing poker in Red Lion. It's an invite-only tournament. It's 30 quid to enter. And because I was a little bit tipsy, I was like, yeah, get me in. I'll do that. No, you know, starts at three next day. I'm in. So I woke up next day feeling a little bit grok bags, <laughs> to say at least. I was like, oh, no, I've got to go to this poker thing. With loads of people there as well. Loads of people I didn't I didn't know anyone. I only knew Tom. He just got me invited to it. And I'm not that good at poker, to be honest. I used to play a little bit. Um and we played I played with a group of friends online when during lockdown we would fit uh, house party each other and then play on poker stars. So I have like a interactive game of poker. But so I just I went down to there and it was thirty quid to enter, which is a bit of a steep one, but as soon as that 30 quid, that I'd give that away. I was like, oh, that's gone now. That's burnt. But it was, I had such a good time. Once all, because <laughs> I was hung over, once I got over shock of it, it was amazing. It's in this old pub, which has loads of different fireplaces in it. It's called the Red Lion, actually, in York. And there was two full tables of people. And I was on a table with Tom, this girl... This old guy that was called like Switch or something. And he must have been in like his late 60s, early 70s. And he was awesome. And then this other guy, these other two guys who used to be professional poker players. And it was amazing. And because I didn't know much, I was playing it down a little bit. And I was like, oh, Tom, can you deal for me this round at the beginning? Getting them all lured into a false sense of security. And which worked. I was chip leader for a short period of time on our table. But then it all just comes crumbling down 
after a couple of pints, I'm like, yep, all in, do this, do that. Like, Barry, big nut. And then he goes, tumbling out. Tumbling out, and then my other mate came to pick me up, and we went to a gig, because he was playing the flute. And then, so I went to a gig, and that was amazing, actually, to be out and about, socialising, and um, this, that, and other. It was good, actually, because... It's easy after you've been in doldrums. It's like I was a couple of weeks ago. It's you get a bit. I get a bit isolated. I isolate myself on purpose because I'm like I don't want to see anyone. I'll just deal with myself. Don't want to, whatever. But it is actually good to get out and about and see your friends and have a bit of a human interaction, mate. Although it does seem hard work at times <laughs> interacting with other humans and being like, oh, I have to, you know. Sometimes, if you if they're not your humans, you feel like you have to put a little bit of a show on. But if you just get into it and be selling just whatever, it's good for you. Retrospectively, makes you feel good. It did for me anyway. Um, do you know what happened this morning? Right, hold on. So it's just for waffling here, but this is what this is. I know on my YouTube videos, I often say, oh, sorry for waffling, soz for waffling. But guess what? This is it. The waffle, the waffle house. This is what I might call my podcast, actually. The Hungry, hung, the hungry Hippo's Waffle House. <laughs> yes, mate. So this morning, got up. I get up quite early of a morn just to do a little bit of, whatever, just to feel like a more of a human being. I'm a good, good on the morning. So I do all my stuff, put kettle on, uh, go outside to feed my birds. Well, I say my birds, my robin, really, because I've got all my other birds are looked after by me dangly bits, my fat balls, my nuts in a cage, <laughs> all that. They're looked after, but I like to go out and like feed me robin, the mealworms. So I go out to feed Robin and I look into the middle of the garden and there's a, like a pile of something or other in garden. Guess what it is? Answers on a postcard. It was a chicken. It was a chicken. Chicken had its throat, like it had its head torn off. Bits of it, bits of its like neck were uh, strewn about and it was a chicken. And it's not every day that you see a beheaded chicken in your back garden, but today was that day. And <laughs> I put it on my Instagram, actually, for anyone that follows me, Instagram forward slash forward slash Hungry Hippo podcast. Nah, I put it on my Instagram, did a medic with it, but unfortunately, I think it's next... The one down from Lynn, who's, guess what? Here's a twist for you, for you regular listeners. Lynn ain't called Lynn. I just call her Lynn. She's actually called Sue, but she doesn't sue it, suit it. So I just, for some reason, I just started calling her Lynn, and it stuck with me, so I call her Lynn. But <laughs> the house next to Lynn is a lovely house, TBH, but they're they're like quite hippified and they've got they do out they've got loads of their own veggies it's like a little small holding and they have their own chickens they've definitely got a rooster in amongst it because he 
He's a noisy beggar. So I think what's happened is Fox as you know, like our Fox will just, if it gets into a coop, it'll blast everything. It'll kill everything just so that it can go back and get them later on. That's its mindset, I think. It'll just go on a rampage. It won't just kill what it needs. And it isn't people... It's not killing for fun, not banter. It's just like, I'll deck them all now, and then I can at least go back, maybe, and collect them once I've taken this back to den. Back to lads. Back to famalam. So, they their chickens are pretty free-roaming. And so... This is what I've deduced anyway. Old Bergerac over here. <laughs> old old Berger sack. What's happened is because it's got no head, I think the fox has gone in, taken what it killed what it needed to take with it, and then it's gone and it's just raved heads off rest of them. And then you know like how a bird can fly with no head. I think this bird has flown, he's made it over limbs and just crash-landed in my garden. That's it. Flapping about a bit, maybe. Wondering where Ed's gone. Dead. Now, should I eat it? <laughs> is a question I've only just asked myself, and the answer to me, that the answer is no. I'm not eating that chicken, mate. It didn't look too good. It didn't look too good at all. So... I'll leave it in garden for, I'm off away for the weekend, so I'll leave it in the garden for the weekend to see if someone eats it. Someone will definitely eat it, mate. We're in a village, we're in the countryside here. Someone's going to snaffle it. And that's the circle of life, baby. <laughs> oh, speaking of the circle of life, when I was like, I, I jumped on, um, on Tinternet to have a little look at some news, I thought I'd bring you some news. Oh, and I was immediately caught by this uh, shark attack in Sydney. Because at first, when it first, the story first came through, I was reading it. But I, I think it was like... It was one of them shit... Well, all media outlets are shitty, aren't they? But it was one of the main shitty ones. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting the way, you know, they sensationalise it. And they have done forever, haven't they, with shark attacks and stuff. But the wording they use, I was going to just read it off and be like, and pick the bones out of how they sensationalise it and how they demonise the shark and the wording they used to do that. But then I, after reading a few different articles, I just felt too bad, man. I just thought, oh, I don't want to pick the bones out of this because it's actually it's actually a really sad story. They're saying that the reason why he got wiped out was because he was wearing a wetsuit and that no one wears wetsuits around there. <laughs> but I think it was maybe just a swimming wetsuit, like a, just a three mil, just to give you a bit of buoyancy, which they do. And the more I read into it, there's actually video footage of it, which is nutsio, and I've not watched that yet. I don't think I want to. I can't handle it. But it, you know, like normally when a, a great white will come and it'll just taste you, just to see what you are. But a great white tasting you, it's that's your leg off in it, gone. They can't be gentle. 
And so that's normally what happens. But this one had gone for him like it was a, like he was actual prey, like a seal. So they just, in that scenario, they blindside you. And you've seen it on all David Attenborough things, haven't you? When they, they blindside you and they just come, they, they breach, they breach the water and just, and they, that's what had happened to him. Totally spliced him into and then ate him, started eating him, ate, ate, ate most of him. So I didn't want to pick the bones out of their their journalism by saying, you know, you're demonising the shark when it's, you know, it's hard not to be, feel a bit mad about that because that's one of my fears, man, because I spend a lot of time in sea in England and overseas as well, like just, and on my own. Because can't get anyone to go spearfishing with me in the UK. Well, like up north anyway. So I'm often out there in like very poor visibility, just milling around, man. Milling around in, in underwater. And I don't pay it much mind, but I used to. It's something that you get used to. But when you've got things like that blindsiding you and... and coming out of water and taking you out like that is absolutely terrifying and it also just I've, that's made me think have you ever seen that the clip of that uh, what's he called there's like a Yorkshire bloke and he's been interviewed about punching a shark's in nose and that hold on let me see if I can cut that into this video to show you it. Maybe make my face a little bit... Oh, this is a lot of work. I'm giving myself a lot of work here. But we'll do it anyway. We'll do it. Rig it up and play it. Let's have a listen. This is quality, though. <laughs> this is how you deal with sharks, ladies and gentlemen. And for my American man, Dem and Lady Dem, w uh, wait for this accent. Beautiful accent by a beautiful man. I'm a wonderful citizen. How do you think I've got this house and where I'm living now if I wasn't? They've given me this council. We've got the best, this is the best little city on, on earth. How do I know? I've been everywhere else. I'm here now, right on the family patch. <laughs> right on the family patch. And he's there, he's got his brew. Good lad. Good lad. Classic pebble-dashed house as well. Love it. Let's carry on. Yeah, I know where it is. I've been, I've been. Nobody can tell me anything. I don't read Daily Mirror and so on. I go and have a look. He <laughs> doesn't read Daily Mirror or son. He goes and has a look. And what was I just saying then about reading Red Tops and all that? You don't need to. Just go and have a look. <laughs> Classic. I go and have a look and I've been, I've lived in the forests of North America, I've lived in the outback of the Ivory Coast, I've lived in India and Russia. I had my breakfast in Moscow, my, uh, my tea in Wood Street, Nick. Yeah, I've been about a bit. I'm the only man in the history of mankind that has swum across the Straits of Johor. I had to avoid a police launch, it was either that or Changi, Nick. They've got me passport in Singapore. Yeah, I swam it. Yeah, nobody's ever done it before. Not because of the currents or anything like that. <laughs> Nothing like that. It's sharks. Not shark infested, but none of the locals go paddling. Yeah, I swore me. I know about sharks. I know about sharks. <laughs> yeah. 
Asuomi. <laughs> I love him. I love him. He's doing... Right. That is without irony, without joke. Like, he's genuinely just doing that. That's like one of my stories. I was like, yeah, knock, I knocked out of a kid, a broken hippopotamus's back or whatever. But he's just genuinely into it, man. Yeah, I'm six foot three and 16 stone, 200 weight, yeah, I'm swimming. These pumps, see these pumps, these were hanging around my neck when I done it, yeah. I thought, well, jaws, how the condition, I know how the condition people, your jaws, boom, 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 yeah. They're just flying about, you've got a night job works, your sharks will have a look at me and think, yeah, I know how to do them, you punch them right in the fucking ear hole and they swim off. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Someone should have told that lad, you punch them right in the fucking ear hole and they swim off. Absolutely amazing. Let's have a look at the comments. Comments have been turned off. That's a shame. That is a shame because I bet there's some absolute beauties, man. Paul Sykes. Ah. <laughs> Good old Yorkshire grit, eh? That's what I meet, yeah? Sharks, yeah? Guess what? The fucking weather's back on. There's no more storms in the UK. We're back with good weather. And I am itching, itching to get out, man. It's been ages since I've had, since I've been camping, since I've woke up outside. It's been a, it's been a minute. And I miss it and I cannot wait to get out there. And I'm going to get out there. With me new, and I've showed you it, but it's me new Angus. Me new Big Agnes tent. Nice and lightweight. It's got some wonderful features, which I can't wait to show you. And I'm going to get out in that, maybe this weekend, maybe early next week. And that'll be a video coming out, hopefully on Thursday. As we... Head down the final straight towards, I think we're heading towards it, mate, but we're heading towards 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Well done, everyone. Well done, all my Russian bots. Excellent. What are we on? Thir nah. So we need like four, uh, not many, actually. 6,000 away, so we're on 94,000, so in the next couple of months, I think, we'll have that. And I'm going to try and do something special for it. And try my best. Do a little... I've got a special video in mind, but I, whether I pull it off or not, I don't know. Whether it'll be shit, I don't know. <laughs> I might just do... I might just flip the script, right, and instead of doing, like, a big old event, Big, oh, thanks. And I might just review, I might just review a spark. I might just review a titanium spark. <laughs> well, my, well, I'm just going to go and reload my brew. Bear with me. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. He's back. Nice to see all daffodils in garden coming out. So I have all snowdrops down one side, but then all the little, you know, the littler daffodils. Narcissus tetate. Is what they're actually, that's the Latin name from. They start poking heads up, and that's what I like. So I'm like, right, here we go. Spring a ling a ling is on its way. I can't wait, man. 
That's the beauty of living in this country. I love the seasons because by the time it gets to the end of one season, you're sort of over it, aren't you? Even with summer, I get, I'm like, I'm over it by the end of it. I'm like, let's have a bit of, you know, let's get our jumpers on and all that sort of shit. Although I do love swimming in the winter and stuff, it's good Wim Hof stuff, but I just like, let's get some, let's get some heat. Let's get some summer onto us, eh? And seeing them daffodils coming through, granted my mind was taken away by the dead chicken, but it was still good to see them daffs. And it's almost ready for first cut of the grass, ladies and gentlemen. And if this isn't riveting con content, I don't know what is. So I've got to get my grass cut. The thing is, we're having like, I've got like a front garden and a back garden. And there's quite a lot of stuff to do. So it's all, it's all the hedges need cutting. The grass front back needs cutting. Obviously, beds need sorting out. I've got my veg beds to plant up and sort out. Um, and all that sort of stuff, mate. And... Sometimes it gets a bit much, you know, especially when, I, when I'm running a few different businesses um, and having to see family and friends and, and whatnot. And then I've got my house to look after you. And I was thinking, do you know what? Shall I get a gardener? Shall I get a gardener? But then I thought, no, nah, I can't really. Because I'm a fully qualified, trained professional landscape gardener. I, if I get a gardener, people are going to think I'm a right twerp. Plus, I do like doing garden. It's just them little bits when it's like, oh, you got to just do the boring bits, mow lawn, do hedges, all that gear. Get a gardener. And what I mean by that is just get some young lad, young young lad from down the street, just say, hey, mate, I'll give you 20 quid, mate, if you just run around with lawnmower every, once every two weeks. <laughs> This is absolutely shite content in here, talking about young lads mowing my lawn and that. Absolutely shite. I got myself a new flat cap. I'd lost. I had my lucky brown flat cap, which I've had for a while. I've lost it. Don't know where it went. I think it might have been left in woods. But it was only a, like a cheap knockoff one. Cost me about eight quid. And after many, after a lot of thinking I went to a traditional shop in the ye old city of York and I got this it's a herringbone it's um it's like a dark green herringbone pattern official Harris tweed it's got the little logo in there and I treated myself to a proper flat cap one that'll last me the rest of my life if I don't lose it. And it was such a joy to be in this this old shop where they tailor you properly and it's very well to do. And this old guy was just looking after me. And I've not, I, it, <laughs> I didn't want to leave, man. I felt so looked after. He was going out of his way, calling me sir, like just... It was a really good experience and he was old and I just thought, Do you know what, he's probably been working here since he was like 16. Um, and I loved it. I love that sort of stuff, man. It's just, and he, he's there, he's so passionate about it. I absolutely loved it, man. And that's what you don't get with buying online, isn't it? I realised. Like just ordering something online and it just turns up very impersonal. They just boot a box into your fucking garden and they're off. This was really just hands-on and just 
felt amazing and it made me feel good about my new art and it's made it more important to me in, in some ways. I don't know why. It's just a hat, but he was a good he was a good lad. He was a good lad, so I've got myself a new hat. <laughs> there you go. Right. Have I made any notes? No. Right, let's have some coffee. Maybe that'll jolt my brain into action. Do you like my new uh, studio though? For the, for those just watching. Um I'm going to start live streaming. Come on. I've gone down a rabbit hole. Since these storms um, and the bad weather had locked me in my house, I've uh, gone down a bit of a rabbit hole with streaming, Twitch streaming in particular, especially after watching Limmy on Rust with his community playing online. I just thought, that looks like so much fun. And it would give me a chance to talk to you lot directly. So it would be like this sort of setup, but we can chat and interact. And we maybe play some computer games or watch some YouTube videos together. Or we can even watch some of my old videos together and rip the piss out of me. Or watch other people's camping videos or whatever, mate. We can just interact and hang out together. And that's what all this is about. I'm trying to get my studio nice so that we can move over to Twitch and just every now and again, to begin with, maybe once every week or two weeks, we'll have a little, uh, we'll hang out there maybe for an hour or so. I don't know if any of you would be into that. <laughs> I don't know what my audience is on here, to be honest with you. Out of all eight of you, do you even know what Twitch is? You probably just think it's some sort of spasm. <laughs> and there's me saying, come on, guys, I'm playing Grand Theft Auto over on Twitch. You're like, what the fuck is he on about, mate? He's lost it. But you can do all sorts over there. So that's what I'm doing. I'm gearing up for it, but I've not, I'm out of the loop when it comes to computer games and stuff like that. But I've been researching it. I thought, you know what? I'm going to get just a console. Maybe I'll get an Xbox or a PlayStation or whatever, just so that I can play a few games. Because I don't have a TV here in my house. I don't mess about with TVs and all that. I don't watch films or, or series because I just I can't do it. I don't have the attention span for it. And I can do it if I'm with someone else, but if I'm on my own, there's no way I'm watching a series or a film. Just not happening. So I thought, oh, phone's going. I'll have to answer this. Bear with me. Hello. All right, darling. I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you want to be on it? Yeah. You don't. Hold on. Wait there. Speaker. Because I can even put you on speaker, you see. Because I was just telling everyone that, because my new studio, right, I've got a light behind me that makes me look like a Twitch streamer now. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. And I was just asking people if they, if I should go on Twitch. What do you think? I can show you how it works. I watch a lot of Twitch. You watch a lot of Twitch. There you go. So you think I should do it? Or do you think I'm too old to do Twitch? Well, because you can go and, like, it's like going live and stuff. Yeah, no. And then you can, like, interact and people can give you, like, subs and stuff. There you go. And that's my Twitch representative. Hold on. Let me just put you away. Say, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Not to me. Hold on. 
There you go, Twitch representative. Right, I'll give you a ring back in about 20 minutes. Okay. All right, darling, love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> there you go. People say I don't have finger on pulse. I do. Yeah? Oh, we're fucking on cups everywhere. There she is, little teeny. And she is, she's just turned 13, so she knows about all this Twitch stuff. And she's given me green light to go ahead with it. So that's it. And it's not going to, like I was saying before, and I can't watch series and stuff like that. So what I thought is when the weather's bad and I can't work and of an evening, maybe I'll just come into my little studio and we'll play some games together or we'll just have a little chat live, live, live on Twitch. Because I imagine that all eight of you, out of eight of you, there's probably maybe one or two of you that are on to, on Twitch. So just us three, mate, we could hang out. <laughs> It'll be beautiful. It'll be absolutely beautiful. And we'll take it from the podcast dojo to the Twitch dojo. And we'll practice together until I get good at it. And then I'll maybe tell everyone else to come over and have a little hangout. We'll see what happens with it, mate. It's exciting, isn't it? Right. So I've got to get back to my daughter there. That's a... I'm going to go and uh, hang out with her today. So I better get this wrapped up. How long have we done? I don't even know. Maybe. Have we done even close to an hour? Not sure. Oh, book club. Wait there. <laughs> Here's a book recommendation for you. Shall I say this week? Are we going to make this a weekly podcast? I've been doing all right with it at late, but of late. But the thing is, of having a weekly podcast, sometimes if I'm feeling good... I want to do more than one a week. And sometimes if I'm not, if I'm too busy or if I'm away hiking, I might not do one for a couple of weeks. And when I go and do the Southwest Coastal Path, I'll be away for about seven weeks, but I'll try and figure out a way to bring you some content or maybe bank a few for you and then I can bring them out. But anyway, this week's book recommendation in Book Corner it's not anything like a story or a novel or anything. It's the Forager's Calendar, a seasonal guide to nature's wild harvest by John Wright. And it's just a month-to-month -month handbook um, for foraging in the UK, in the woods, fields, and seashores. And what's absolutely beautiful about it is it just, it teaches you to become seasonal which I've been like that for a while. But you you look, you start looking forward to the next things to come. So like now, what is it now we're in? So now I'll be like, I'll be thinking now about wild garlic, ramsons and Jack by the Hedge and and things like that. All the spring greens that are coming out, the, the shoots, um, the, new, the new leaves on your beech trees, everything like that, all the newness coming out this time of year. In fact, should we have a look? Should we find the time of year? This could be a new... Oh my God, we've got a new... This is it, new, a new segment is the Forager's Guide segment. And we'll just talk about that, can't we? Jan right, January, February. What are we in now? February. We've got all sorts, mate. Hairy Bittercress. I've got that growing... Ink garden, it's classed as a weed actually. A lot of people would pick that out and get rid, but it's good gear. 
three-cornered league. Good gear. Scarlet Elf Cups, if you're into your mushrooms, bright red. They look poisonous, but actually good for eating. Anyway, I won't get into that. We'll not do that. But there's my recommendation for Book Club. It's not something that you can just pick up and smash out in a week. It's one of these that you will you can have forever and you'll keep using it. Um, because you realise when it's seasonal, you realise how important these things are. And these things, our ancestors ate them ate seasonally because you're supposed to, aren't you? Things are there and we would eat them when they came out, like... You know, that's why in, in in autumn, the squirrels and that are just filling their boots with all the nuts and berries and stuff. So it's nice to forage seasonally. It gives you, it makes you be able to tap into nature. The natural rhythms, man. Rainbow rhythms, innit? <laughs> you fucking yogurt weaver. I'm a yogurt weaver. But I love it. And because some, it gives you um, a greater appreci appreciation for things that are seasonal because I mean, we only get so many years in our life, don't we? And if you're only doing it once a year, I don't like to miss out on stuff. I don't like to miss out on having a slack handful of brambles each year or, you know, eating some wild garlic each year or the silver birch sap, everything like that is so important because if you miss it one year, you, you got to wait a whole year. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Am I done? Am I done? Right. Okie dokie. I think that's everything covered. Oh, yeah. For those, I think they're going to come out today, maybe. I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but let me just show you. <laughs> I don't know if you can see. New merch. Uh, it's dropping today. I think today, if if it doesn't drop today, then I've been busy doing something else, but the medic hoodies and t-shirts hoodies and will be available on my uh, website. I think today, I think they're going to drop today. And I, if this, I don't know when this is going to come out. If this has come out today, then they're out today. So there you go. <laughs> Get some, um, if you want. It does, it helps support the channel and uh, I appreciate it. And I think they look pretty cool. So thanks for that in advance. What am I doing? Oh yeah, right. So <laughs> I'm going to go now out with my daughter, do some cool shit. And then we're going to get back into camping, mate. The storms have, have blown over. The fogs have lifted and we're going to get back into, we're going to do a few wild camps Next month is busy for me. I'm going away with Northern Monk which to do some cool shit, which I will be filming and bringing to you. I'm also going... I've been invited to a camp out and hike with Rab, you know, the company Rab, to do some promo work with them and to do some cool stuff. And I'm going to be getting one of their new sleeping bags to test out. I'm doing a bit of footage with them and stuff. So that's going to be cool. I look forward to that. What else have I got coming up next month? It's a busy month, actually. Northern Monk, diddle a And what's this one? Oh, and also I'm filming, I don't know if I told you about it, the promotional video for Whitby in the North Coast with a company that reached out and asked me if I would be interested in 
doing some promo work for that area. I was like, damn right I am. Love the area. I'll be happy to. So March is a busy one. January, February, March, April. That's when we start. That's when we start. We start our big hikes, April. We're going to start. And as soon as we've, as soon as we've broke the seal, that's it. We're hiking a lot. So maybe end of March, no, April time. Sometime in April, we're going to set off hiking and I'm probably not going to stop for the rest of the year. <laughs> Just lots and lots and lots of uh, national trails. Ah, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I don't know how long we've done because my little Zoom thing has had to be restarted. So could be an hour, could be less, could be more. Who cares? <laughs> right then. I don't want to go. No, you hang up. No, you. Go on. No, you go. Hello? <laughs> right, thanks for listening. I shall see you all when I'm feeling like doing another podcast. I'm going to try and do them weekly because it's more of a... We can keep up with each other, can't we, if we do them weekly? Uh, so we'll try and do them weekly. So I shall see you all next week. I hope you all have a beautiful week. What day is it now? It's Friday. I might get this out today if I do. Have a beautiful weekend, everyone. Um, try not to let the bastards grind you down. You know? And just do you. Be kind to yourself. Practice self-love, mate. Now, that doesn't mean just go and have a wank. I mean, just look after yourself. Separate yourself from things that make you anxious or people that aren't good for you. And don't be afraid to say no, you know? Just don't be afraid to cancel plans. Don't be afraid just to take some time for yourself to look after that beautiful, individual, precious little noggin of yours. Because there's only one of your noggins on this whole entire shit pebble. There's only one of your noggins. And so look after it and treat it with the respect it deserves. And I'm going to leave you with this little snippet from Emily Dickinson, the poet. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. I love you all. Take care of yourselves. I'll see you next time. Au revoir. Yeah,